Live from parts unknown, you're listening to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. The only wrestling podcast on the planet, we think. Sit back, relax, prepare for positivity to run through your veins as Simon Miller gives you your weekly dose of powerful pro wrestling audio. It is Miller Time. Hello and welcome to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. My name is Simon Miller. This is a Pro Wrestling Podcast. If you've never listened before, you're probably like, what was that gibberish intro? It's a fair point. Uh, it's the second episode of the week, so I would employ you to all go back to Wednesday, where you can get, I got to call it the more regular episode. That's not the right term at all. But one where we talk about everything that happened recently in WWE and Pro Wrestling. Uh, and this is the Q&A episode. And if you ever want to ask a question, you head over to Facebook.com. You search for Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast and you ask to join the group. And once you're in there, you look out for the thread. It will come up. And that's that. I would like to apologize because sometimes I get messages people go, Simon, I can hear you swallowing. I know, but it's really hard because when you're talking by, when you have a conversation with someone else, when they're talking, you move yourself away from the mic and you kind of clean yourself up. When it's just you, you just got to talk. So that's just something uh, we got to put up with. So I apologize. I apologize for that. Thank you to everyone that came aboard the Patreon this week. I really appreciate it. That's just patreon.com forward slash Simon316. Even $1 into that pot allows me to do stuff like this. Just makes it a bit easier, uh, especially at the moment, because if you don't know, uh, I currently only have one arm. Because I managed to injure myself being a pro wrestler, so there's some work I can't even do, which sucks. As an update to that, though, I actually have a scan later, and it's quite a big scan. I won't get the results until next week, but once this scan is done, I'll have a I'll have a good idea uh, of what's actually going on. So that will be that will be interesting. Uh, that'll be interesting all round. So I will keep everybody in the loop. Other things we need to pump. You can also watch this on YouTube.com for the Middle Report Rules. Uh, I'm on Twitter, Instagram at Simon316. I think that's everything, right? I don't need anything else. Let's go answer some questions. We've got quite a lot today, and I'll just get through them. Well, however long it takes, really. We'll just we'll do them. We'll do them all today. I think that's I don't know. Just feeling in the mood. I'm ready. Uh, what do you see happening with Samoa Joe if he doesn't beat AJ Styles at SummerSlam? And that comes from Alex White. Um, I think Samoa Joe has to win. I don't think we can have another Nakamura situation on our hands. Uh, I don't necessarily think it's, it's hurt Nakamura that badly because obviously he's fallen into this feud with Randy Orton and Jeff Hardy for the US title. And that feels so fresh and so original that, yeah, like, I, it's hard to now criticize it in hindsight because I don't think it's hurt him as much as I thought that it would originally. But Samoa Joe to me needs to win the WWE title. AJ Styles losing at this point, it doesn't really hurt him. I mean, if you want to take AJ on some crazy reign when he holds it through to the end of the year, I'm not completely adverse to that, but I just think the Samoa Joe character right now is one of the best in WWE. His promo work is above pretty much everybody else's. And it's his time. It's his time. And obviously, given his you know life and history and all that, he just deserves it. He absolutely deserves it. So I, if they don't do it... I mean, you're at least going to get a few matches out of it, right? So we're probably talking October, maybe even November. Maybe they plan out to Survivor Series. If he doesn't, you're right, I don't know where he goes. Who does he fall down onto the card with? Who does he have a fight, you know, who, who does he feud with them? I don't know. I don't have the answer to that, which is why, really, it should be him winning. Doesn't that necessarily be at SummerSlam? I'd like it to be at SummerSlam, but at some point in the feud, I think he needs to become WWE Champion. Otherwise, I don't know where he goes. I don't know what he does. I can't even think of anyone on SmackDown right now. I mean, actually saying that, if Daniel Bryan beats The Miz and you want to do a Daniel Bryan Samoa Joe feud, you've got no problem with that. That would be fine. But I'd rather have a Daniel Bryan Samoa Joe truth the WWE title and throw AJ Styles in there. If we get Bryan versus Styles versus Joe, I think we're all going to be very happy. Uh, Ross Chaplin, have you been watching the G1 and are you enjoying it? So, I haven't been watching the G1 because 
of my arm. And that sounds weird. Actually, this type, Charlotte, Charlotte Sanderford has also said arm injury slash collarbone injury update, please, which is very nice. So I'll do this all in one. But I've kind of touched upon it. But yeah, like, I can't, uh, because I, I, do, I, I don't like saying stuff like this, but my arm, it doesn't work. I can't pick up anything with it. There's no strength in it whatsoever. Uh, hence why I'm having this scan later. Basically, the scan later is to tell me how bad it is. And that MRI doesn't really affect bones, obviously, but they want to have a look at the tendons now because they're worried that the collarbone snapped so badly it ripped into tendons. It's not a good injury on any stretch of the imagination. But, um, yeah, it just means that, you know, trying to get anything done has been tough. So actually finding time for the G1, which is, you know, intense, even if you don't have other stuff going on. I just haven't found it. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to wait to the end of the tournament because I'm weird. I don't mind spoilers. I don't mind finding out you know, who wins the tournament. It makes no difference to me. And then I'm going to go back and I'm going to watch all the best matches. So all the one that Meltzer gave five stars, all the ones I see people talk about online and making a list. Then I'm going to go through the G1 and then I'll probably do a podcast or something like that on it to give you my thoughts. But as of yet, no, I haven't been watching the G1. I am very sorry. I should be, but sometimes it's just too much wrestling. Got no problem with that, but sometimes it's a lot to get through. Ben Hersick, if, if Braun doesn't cash in at SummerSlam, then when do you think he cashes in? I don't want him to cash in at SummerSlam. I think that will ruin everything. Uh, I did a video for What Culture, which is not up yet. Look out for it. I'm quite proud of it. It's called Why WWE is Worried About SummerSlam 2018. If Braun Strowman cashes in at SummerSlam, that means Roman Reigns has to continue his stupid chase for the world title. And I can't have that anymore. Just make Roman Reigns a champion and let him have it for a little bit, at least a couple of months, three months, maybe even through to the end of the year. Braun Strowman is in no rush to cash in. You can do that whenever. You can do it on a random episode of Raw if you want. But if Roman Reigns wins that, loses that title, you know, one week, two week, or even minutes after winning, we've got to do all this again. Vince McMahon isn't all of a sudden going to go, ah, I changed my mind. So I don't mind when he catches it in. Whatever is fine. Surprise me. Do it when I least expect it, but do not do it at SummerSlam. That's all I've got. Please, please, please no. Just let Roman Reigns be the champ. It'll be fun anyway, because we can actually have the universal title on Raw each and every week. It's fine. That'd be nice. Novel, even if Roman is the champ. Richard Ingman, which three NXT roster members do you see having the highest chance of becoming WWE slash Universal Champion, and whom will be first? I think Adam Cole could do it. If Triple H can sell him to Vince McMahon in the right way. Because I think Adam Cole is probably the best talker in NXT right now. That's not like a crazy character like Velveteen Dream. And because Velveteen Dream is a crazy character, you could argue he doesn't need the title. But that's a whole different conversation. So I'll say Adam Cole. Um, as much as it pains me to say it, I don't think Ciampa and Gargano would ever get that chance on the main roster. As much as they deserve it. But seeing what's happened to other guys, that would be my gut feeling. So outside of that, I guess I don't know, right? Because I've already, I've already, I mean, Lars Sullivan will probably get it. You know how WWE works when you get to Raw or SmackDown. And I need one more. Ricochet kind of goes against that mold, but I think he's so, I think he could do a Rey Mysterio kind of just get so over, oh, Daniel Bryan, get so over with the fans and eventually just have to do it. So it's a bit of a weird choosing. I'll choose that, but I think Adam Cole will be the first. I'm putting my neck out there. Probably not true at all, but I'll go those three. Josh Gale, if Alistair Black gets caught up after SummerSlam, I think he will. Which roster do you think would benefit from him being on, and which one would you like to see him on? Well, apparently Alistair Black got injured over the weekend and had to have surgery. So if there are any plans to call him up after SummerSlam, they've probably been shelved. I don't know anything. I'm just telling you what I've read on the internet. I don't think it's time for him to come up just yet. I'd hold off a little bit longer. Uh, I don't really think we need to to do any call-ups mid-year, personally. I think he's, he's you know, flourishing on, on NXT, so I don't see why you'd take him out of that. 
Right now, given the lay of the land, I think SmackDown would be a better fit for him because I'd rather see him go against the like of AJ Styles, Samojo, Daniel Bryan. Whereas on Raw, I think he'll probably get stuck with a Mojo Rawley or a Bobby Roode or a Baron Corbin. I don't think that benefits him. I think SmackDown's a much better fit for, for Alistair Black. Uh, and I think, I think they'd put him on SmackDown as well. So I think that's a, that's a, yeah, a win-win. Aaron Paul, what do you think of NXT having a King of the Ring-style tournament when the winner is actually awarded a main roster call-up as opposed to the traditional cheesy crown and king title. I like that a lot. I think they were great, and I think they get people to tune in and gives them a story as soon as they arrive on the main roster. That's a really good idea. Following on from that, what would your thoughts be on a similar type of contest that was seen as a coming-of-age thing, where NXT talent fought a current main roster superstar, and if they could be beaten, then they would have to trade places? Would be a decent MacGuffin... I don't know what that means. Would be a decent MacGuffin to have someone lost in the shuffle go back to NXT and give an up-and-comer a chance. I agree with both of these. I think it would make it interesting. It gives the audience a reason to watch both shows. And the most important bit is it gives somebody a narrative and a story before they're you know, introduced to a brand new audience. You have to tell people who they are if you're going to do that. So, Aaron, I like your ideas. You should apply to be in WWE. It's a good idea. Uh, Jose Antonio Guido, breast name. How do you manage your multiple platform online media presence as a modern renaissance man and personal life? Well, <laughs> that's very kind, Jose. I wasn't expecting that at all. I always assumed they're going to be wrestling questions. Uh, well, I don't sleep very much. It makes me sound like Vince McMahon. I don't mean it like that, but I don't. Uh, not that I don't think sleep is important. I do. Sleep is really, really important. But I'm very active. Hence why this injury, going back to that, has made me struggle so much because I can't do anything physical. Um, I could go and train legs, but it just seems silly to me at the moment because even if I knock it, bad things happen. So it makes more sense just to rest and try and recover quicker. Um, in terms of personal life, I mean, well, it's twofold, the personal life thing. I love what I do. I love doing these podcasts. I love doing the videos. I love the wrestling. So to me, given the, I'm not old, by any stretch of the imagination, I'd say I'm in the peak of my life. But I want to make sure that I embrace that and enjoy it as much as I can. So it's just what I do. I kind of feel in a way, without want to sound too cheesy, that my personal work life kind of cross over. I uh, won't lie, I'm not the most, no, this is not true. I don't go to many social events, or maybe I should go to more social events, how you look at it, because I am busy all the time. So when someone says, Miller, are you free this day? It's probably like, no. And that has caused some struggles down the line, but I don't regret it. Um, I love what I do. I always want to throw myself into as many things as I can, and I want to be as successful as all of it as, as possible while enjoying the ride. So yeah, that's my, that's my story. Uh, Connor Bennett, are they building to Evolution being co-headlined by two singles matches, pitting the four horsemen against each other? I hope not, because that means Bailey and Sasha will have to go at it. And now you've got to make them a tag team, and you've got to stick to that path. I cannot have them break up again. I just can't. I don't get that mad about wrestling. Like, I'm exaggerating a little bit just to, you know, make my point come across. But at this point, I can't believe anything WWE does with them, unless now they're just friends and I can forget about everything else. So I'd say probably not, because they also think that you need to put Ronda Rousey in a headline slot on that show. Regardless of what you think about her, she's a draw. She's mainstream attraction. It would be dumb not to. So I think we'll probably do something like Charlotte versus Becky, which obviously would work. But... Then Ronda versus somebody else. So, so no, I'll, I'll say to that one. But I don't know. Alex Kaito Pearson. If you could team up with, if sorry again, if you could team up with and learn from any active wrestler, who would it be and why? Well, I always answer this question the same way. In the UK, it'd be Rampage. Uh, he's just got a wealth of knowledge, and ever since sort of talking to the man, you kind of realise it's, it's a terrible analogy, but I think it sums it up quite well. He is a bit like the Undertaker of UK wrestling. Just. A great guy to learn from, and I think the more time you could spend with him, the better you're going to get. And in America, it would probably be Triple H, right? Uh, does he count as an active wrestler? Maybe he's an asterisk. So if we don't count him, again, John Cena, but again, he's part-time too. So I guess someone that goes AJ Styles or Samoa Joe or someone that's kind of done it all, you know, gone from the indie scene 
and work their way up and understands how to how to manage those waters and what to do. I think any of those, you'd come out the other side as a better pro wrestler. Because uh, you do learn a lot from talking. That's a, that's a cliched answer, but I've certainly learned that from driving some people around to shows and stuff. You know, their knowledge is, is, is just, it's imperative for you to understand what not to do, what to do, how to protect yourself, blah, 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 all of that. Uh, Brian Hegarty, why does WWE brag about revolution women's wrestling but book the women pretty terribly overall? Well... I thought this week was better. I like the fact that Charlotte had an, uh, Becky Lynch and Carmella had an ongoing storyline. A lot of people shat all over that Carmella-Charlotte match. I mean, it wasn't the best thing I've ever seen, but I thought it was fine. Maybe I'm, but, well, I am, maybe I'm, I am too positive. But No, I'm not too positive. I'm just positive. I see things the best way. Again, it wasn't amazing, but I thought it was decent enough. But yeah, more often than not, you get two-minute matches. I mean, someone like Ember Moon right now doesn't have a story at all, which is crazy. I guess they're still learning how to book women. I don't know what that means. Women should just be treated like blokes, but I, I don't know. I don't know is my answer to your question. I don't know. But at least we're better than where we are. I went through all the Attitude Era Raws a couple of years ago, and there are some stuff on there that you will not believe if you watch it today. So at least we don't have that. So look at it that way. Uh, Nick Palmer, Kurt versus Brock at Mania, marquee match, big draw or no thanks? Uh, well, it's definitely a marquee match, definitely a big draw. I think Brock Lesnar has proven that he's still, you know, he can still get people to tune in. Uh, but I'd go for no thanks just because Kurt Angle is broken and Brock Lesnar could kill him. <laughs> and also, I don't think that Kurt Angle can live up to what people would expect out of him out of that match. So I'll say no thank you because I think it's a lose-lose. And I think even if we got what we wanted, it would hurt Kurt Angle physically so much that I wouldn't be able to, um, I wouldn't be able to, to, to enjoy it. Um... But it would be good. It's certainly, if, you know, if you announce WrestleMania 35 or whatever's next, it's 35, right? Yeah. And, you, you know, you said all of that. I think, uh, yeah, I, I think it would get a lot of people interested. William P. Coppola III, another great name. Given your charisma, enthusiasm, and wealth of wrestling knowledge, well, that's very kind as well. That, uh, you flattered me a little bit there. I don't think I would have read that one if I read it previously because I get a bit weird with stuff like that. But that's, that's lovely. Thank you. Would you be interested in doing commentary? Absolutely, I would. Not like I did for WCPW. I won't get into that. It was just very out of nowhere, so I didn't have time to prepare. But yeah, if I could be the color guy, absolutely. I think I'd be better than sort of calling moves because, you know, I, I don't know. I know the names of lots of moves, but not all the moves. I think you need someone that's a bit anal about that stuff, and I'm not. Um, I got good knowledge, but not necessarily, oh, that's a, you know, dragon suplex. I know what dragon suplex is, but that's just, <laughs> that's just an example. But yeah, I'd love to do it. In fact, I think I am. I had a booking, and I think, I know obviously I was going to have a match with someone but because of my injury. I can't. I think I'm still going to go if we can sort of travel out. And I'm going to do color commentary. So that'd be fun. Good experience. Timothy Bowen Bates. What is the process of coming up with a gimmick like? Well, it's kind of different for me. Because I did the whole YouTube stuff first and the whole why thing. And I thought it'd be funny to... Not even funny. I just thought it'd be smart to then, you know, translate that across when I became a wrestler. It kind of wrote itself, right? Because I thought, why wouldn't I do that? Loads of people already know what it is. I was debuting in basically what culture's wrestling promotions. I was like, why would I not do it? And then when you start getting bookings elsewhere, you're like, well, I might as well take this everywhere and try and get it over. I don't really know what my gimmick is. YouTuber becomes a wrestler at the moment. But I, don't think, I think a lot of the best ones just come naturally. Or at least that's what I'm finding at the moment. Like There's certain things I was slowly doing it as well, but you know, alas, we got injured. Uh, I was slowly adding as I learned more and watched myself back. But I, I think that you use the right word, process, right? It's definitely fun in terms of what the process is like. It's an absolute joy. But it's a process, and you learn, and you try things. Some things work, some things fail. I mean, I'm obviously very, you know, very, very early on, so I don't want to feel like I'm speaking with too much authority on this. But yeah, that is, you know, I, I think it's different for everybody. Uh, David Bailey, is it too much of a Russo swerve if Braun cashes in for the WWE title? Everyone expects it for the Universal title of Roman versus Brock, so would this work better? I mean, it would be. I think it would be fun for the time. 
But I just don't think Braun switching over to SmackDown is a good idea. I don't really think he, he works with anybody there. So yeah, I think it would be a bit of a Russo thing in the sense it would be cool for a week or a day or a moment or an hour. But down the line, I don't really think it's going to help anyone. So I'd say no. I prefer him not to do that, but hey, look, if they do it and they come up with a good plan, I, I really don't mind what they do. I just, I just enjoy the show, as I'm sure if you're a regular listener to this or any of the What Culture stuff, uh, you know. Jared Morse, what are your thoughts on Samoa AJ matches SummerSlam? Which way do you think it will go? How would you like it to go? Well, we kind of already touched on that, so I'll do it quickly. Love it, can't wait, especially given that 10 years ago they were turning up in TNA. I think Samoa will win, and I'd also like Samoa to win. So they're my three, uh, my three for there. Nizar, who would you position as the main event guys, girls of WWE if it's up to you? And what feud would you create? Well, given the lay of the land, yes, I wouldn't put Roman Reigns there anymore because I think that is ridiculous. I'd probably start pushing Braun more like Roman was being pushed because he was super over at one point, which proves the fans do like him. Daniel Bryan would be higher up the card, or I think he is moving in that direction. Samojo and AJ Styles, all those guys. Kevin Owens, I think, is the big one. Kevin Owens is the guy. I think Kevin Owens has more potential than, not even potential because it's realized potential, but I just think we could always do more with Kevin Owens. I just do. I just think he's got something about him. He's very easy to like, but he's also very easy to hate depending on how you, how you balance him. So, yes. In terms of feuds, that's a harder question because I do like AJ, AJ Styles Samoa Joe. If they do Daniel Bryan Samoa Joe, I'm okay with that too. I'd also like to see Shinsuke... Randy Orton, but you have to tell one of them face. On the Raw brand, it's, 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 a, it's a harder, it's a harder, I mean, probably Seth versus Braun I'd like. If you turn Braun Hill, but you can't do that, but I'd, I'd like to see that dynamic, but there's sort of loads of ifs and buts you have to work out first. I'm trying to think of mid-card feuds as well. I just want to, buy, I don't want to just put main event stuff. I don't know, that's a hard question. Maybe Dolph versus Drew I would do eventually, because I think they have good matches. And I'd push Dolph McIntyre up the card as soon as I could as well. It's, he's there. We don't need to wait around anymore. Jamin Todd Eben. Simon, prayers for a quick recovery from your injury. Thank you, Jamin. That's very kind. As a guy in both the wrestling and social media business, I'm curious about your opinion about keeping kayfabe on social media. Do you intend to keep up rivals, etc., on social media and YouTube vids? Or do you see Simon the Guy and Simon the Wrestler as two separate entities, so to speak? It's a question that I think we've talked about a lot in terms of social media and wrestling. If someone asked me what I preferred... I would always be like, or I prefer a wrestler to stay in kayfabe on social media because it just makes it more fun. But that's from a wrestling fan point of view. From a realistic point of view, I'd never expect anyone to do that because if they choose to do it, great. But if they don't want to do that and they want to have that separation, I think that's really important for their personal lives. So I think that's probably more important than just entertaining a few fans. But I get it. I do understand the problem there. Uh, as for me... I will blur the line whenever I can. I don't ever want to insult anybody, but yeah, when it feels like it's right and I can get away with it, then I will. That, that's the way I see it. I think I've done it quite well so far, and I'll continue to do that um, Yeah, as the, as the weeks and months go on. But I think it's, it's something you've got to figure out. Not being patronizing, I think, is the most, um, is the most uh, important bit. Christopher Brown, do you see yourself remaining in the wrestling business after your in-ring days are over? Well, I hope it's not soon. Yeah, I, I, I want to do whatever I can, right? Whatever opportunities come up. It's all about opportunity for me. Uh, whatever opportunities come up are things that I want to, I want to dive into. Uh, number two, I apologize as this is a long story attached to a non-wrestling question. Okay, well, we've started now, so we're finished. I'm planning on getting a PS4 at some point down the line, but I haven't played video games in a really long time. I genuinely like sports games, but I also like games Batman-related or God of War. I'd like something I can play to kind of ease my way back into games, so what would you recommend? Play God of War. 
and play Batman Arkham Knight. They're accessible. They're really fun. Easy accessible games. Adam Donald, hope you get well soon, Simon. Thank you, Adam. On the topic of injuries, what's the worst wrestling injury you've ever seen? Probably well, the first one that jumps to mind is the Psycho Sid lead break in WCW or Sid Justice, whatever the hell he was called over there. I get confused. If you haven't seen that and you you know you've got a good stomach for that stuff and you're not squirmish, definitely YouTube it. It's horrific. Uh, Austin's was bad. More so when you see it in slow motion, you see his neck compressed. That really bothers me. And the one that happened to uh, Tanahashi the other day as well was, I mean, up there. I mean, there's so many, unfortunately. It's just, it just sucks. Um, unrelated question. Are there any WWE 2K18 universe men? Oh, we answered that. I answered that on Wednesday. We've done it. Smack Talks. He's my boy. Smack Talks. Uh, that's YouTubers about wrestling. Stephen Chambers. Is there one particular match from your teens that you keep going back and re-watching? Always WrestleMania 13. Bret Hart versus Shawn Michaels. I love that double turn. They're my two favorite wrestlers ever. And it's just a wonderful uh, example of how good pro wrestling can be. And I'll always watch the Hell in a Cell match from 98 as well because it's just like, how on earth? And a lot of Jerry Lynn stuff in ECW because you watch Jerry Lynn now and you're like, man, you were ahead of your time. If only he was 10 years later, he'd probably be one of the biggest wrestlers in the world. Also, which match of the last decade or so from WWE or elsewhere do you think has the most rewatchability that fans will keep going back to? I think John Cena, CM Punk from Money in the Bank 2011 does when you know the story. Because I think that was kind of like a moment in time, so people enjoy that. Sort of old, old school, you know, the Ultimate Warrior versus Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania, I always enjoy because, again, it felt like a changing of the guard. Same with WrestleMania 13, we've already talked about. Rock versus Hogan because of the fans. I think all the um, Kenny Omega, Okada matches have that already, just because, again, you know where the story is going. Sort of a lot of. It's a hindsight thing, you have to know where they've got, but a lot of the old Ring of Honor stuff where you did have CM Punk's mojo, Daniel Bryan. You know, all doing their thing. Yeah, I, I think all of those you can kind of go back and to see what people did and how they evolved. I just think it's really interesting. Bradley Luke, do you think we're going to see the demon Finn Balor at SummerSlam? Well, we better do. Otherwise, why are we giving away Finn Balor versus Baron Corbin for nothing on Raw? So, yes, I hope so. And also, it's been too long. It's SummerSlam. He hasn't had that big major pay-per-view demon entrance yet. Come on, WWE. Garth Jackson, outside of WWE, who is your favorite wrestling character? Hmm. Who do I like? I don't know. I've gone quiet. I'm trying to think. Well, look, a cliched answer. I do really like Kenny Omega. I just think he has something about him. So he would be in there. I like Naito as well. Something just about his face, I think, is entertaining. So he's good. Christopher Daniels, I always got a kick out of. I always thought, you know, he really stuck to that Fallen Angel character and he always managed to come up with something interesting. Otherwise, I'll come up with one more. One more character. Martin Kirby. Martin Kirby. I always, he, he falls in that category way. He always comes up with silly things in a good way. I mean, silly in a positive way to make himself, yeah, just entertain people. And I always respect that. Kevin Shirley. Who is a wrestler that the ICW loves, but you don't think is that exciting? <sighs> I don't think there is one, to be completely honest. Um... I will say, you know, incredibly talented, and I'm not saying I agree with it, but I can understand why WWE has used Cesaro as they have. You know, a lot of people always say he's a main event guy, and I think he could be, but I also understand why WWE don't see him that way, which is a bit of a non-answer, but you get what I mean? You'd also be interested in the vice versa. So who the... I, um, well, Brock Lesnar, I guess. I still like Brock Lesnar. I don't like what they've done with the Universal title, but Brock just does what he's told. So yeah, Brock Lesnar to me. I think Brock Lesnar's great. I don't mind Roman Reigns either. I think given the fan reaction to him, yes, it should change. But as a wrestler, I think he gets a bad rep. 
Uh, also, the best thing about Roman Reigns, every day on Twitter I get someone saying, oh, you're biased towards Roman Reigns. And then someone else going, oh, why do you like Roman Reigns more? Ridiculous. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, Andy Smith, what's more important in wrestling? Good matches or a good storyline? Good storyline. I know it's a terrible thing to say, but casual fan isn't going to buy in just for good wrestling. You can grab their attention, but the good storyline, you can turn them into a fan. Just my opinion. Mo Salah. Man, it's the real Mo Salah. I think we've got the same injury. Mine's worse. What do you think needs to change for WWE to get the best out of a roster filled with talent, but when no one is given the chance to get over? You've got to stop 50-50 booking. I say this on What Culture videos all the time, but again, if you want to push Dolph Ziggler, and Dolph Ziggler has to beat Finn Balor, for example, does it suck that Finn Balor loses? Yes. But if the plan right now is Dolph Ziggler, then you worry about Finn Balor later. Instead, we're worrying about everybody, and because we're worrying about everybody, no one gets anything out of feuds. Like you get to the end of a feud and it's been 50-50 so much, the other person doesn't feel like they've progressed. And the whole point of a feud is the winner comes out feeling like they've taken a step up. And I get it. Sometimes that means our favorites are not going to get the push. But hopefully that means when the time is right, they get their push and you do the favors and all of that. So that's what I think the biggest, the biggest problem is. Uh, just, yeah, we need, you need to pick someone. Like you did with Roman Reigns, right? It didn't work. And the ridiculous thing is we kept going anyway. You should take the risk. If it doesn't work, then change it up. But... Whether that changes or not, I don't. Look at Bobby Roode. I think the reason Bobby Roode is in the position that he is is because of 50-50 booking. We will see. Adam Smith. When Lesnar goes back to the UFC, who would you make the next Paul Heyman guy? I would love to see him with Owens, but fear it will be Strowman. I don't think either of those need Paul Heyman. Like, Strowman doesn't need to say much, and he's got his character down. Kevin Owens is so good at talking. Be like a CM Punk-Paul Heyman relationship. I think given everything we've done on Raw and the problem, just team him up with Roman Reigns. Just do it. The story makes sense. It's all there. It'll help Roman Reigns. It could have him more of a face, or you can really double down and go the heel route. That, to me, otherwise, I think Paul Heyman should just go away. I think he's a special talent, and if he's not going to work with someone like Roman, I don't really see he's going to benefit anybody else. So, yeah. Mark Rory Day. What's your favorite wrestling game of all time, bar No Mercy on the Nintendo 64? Well, you can throw No Mercy in there, and I still prefer WrestleMania 2000. Just a nostalgia thing. Ties into personal stuff, but yes. Closely followed by WCW vs. NW Revenge. I love that game. It's one of the last games I remember buying and being like, I'm so excited to play this. So good. Shugo Hanasaki, good name. What was your earliest inspiration that motivated you to become a wrestler? What or who is your current motivation that keeps you on your career? Um, oh, sorry, can you use my name Cody for reference? Yes, I can. Hello, Cody. <laughs> Just reading what I got here. Earliest inspiration is Bret Hart because he's the guy that got me into wrestling. I've told this story a thousand times. Kind of like Austin, where he tells this story about Vince McMahon and telling him not to cut his words because that's all he's got. Uh, yeah, but I mean, Bret Hart, because again, he was the guy who got me into wrestling and then seeing how good he was, which just especially now when I look back, yeah, he's always, he's always there. In terms of my motivation now, it's more of a personal thing. Now for me, it's just about trying to keep getting better, keep progressing, uh, hopefully keep getting more opportunities and being successful with those opportunities and so on and so forth. Obviously one downtime at the moment, but you know, we, we never give up regardless. Uh, we, we keep on going and we see where we get. So right now for me, yeah, it's, it's almost like a competition with myself, which is what I like. It's my favorite kind of competition. Lewis Matson, who is better at making theme songs, John, Jim Johnson or the CFOs? Jim Johnson. It doesn't. I'm I love. I'm in love with Jim Johnson. He is. Uh, yeah, he's 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 just the man. He's the man. I get to meet him all in. So keep an eye on what culture that I can't wait. Christopher Brown, do you watch the Celtic Warriors workouts? Ah, oh, the Seamus stuff. I got confused then. And if so, do you find it as confusing as I do when they use your theme music? All right, Christopher, you got to drop me a line. I don't know. I don't know what that means. My theme. I, yeah, I need more. I should, drop me a line on the Facebook group. Reply to your own comment and, and tell me what that means. I don't know what that means. But I'm going to reply to you right now. Screw it. Hey, dude. I'm <laughs> recording the podcast right now. What do you mean? <laughs> My theme music. 
There we go. Done. I'll let you. I'll update you if I get a response. Otherwise, we can follow up that next week. Scott Rinaldi. Uh, Elias is one of my favourite wrestlers on Raw at the moment and soon would love him to receive a big push. So I have a bit of a two-pronged question about Elias. One, he seems to be used in feuds whereby he loses. At what point is that going to be detrimental? At the moment, he's still really entertaining doing his shtick. And as long as he's got his entertaining shtick, I, so I can't even remember what feuds he's been in. I just remember he came out and said something funny. But you're right, eventually he has to start winning. Otherwise, we've seen with all wrestling characters. You, know, you mentioned Bray Wyatt in some brackets there. That's what happens. You think you're a big loser. It doesn't matter what you say. Right now, we're not tired of Elias, but the, re the way to you know, stop that before it becomes a thing is to have him win. So, yes, I do. And you've still also said, could you see him as a WWE champ or Universal champ in the near medium future? No, but I think he'd make a damn good ICO USC champ, a US champ that you can book really well. And that is hopefully the position he finds himself in because, yeah, I think that would be, that would be great. But I like him. He's won me over. I think he's won most of us over. But indeed, he needs momentum. He needs to be pushed right. He needs to get wins. All that kind of stuff. So, so fingers crossed for Elias. His album's actually quite good as well. I'm surprised. James Hunt. As a relatively fresh... Sorry, start again. As a relatively fresh returnee, it's difficult for me to judge. But do you feel wrestling is on the verge of a popularity boost with the general public? I always say this and people get mad at me. But no. <laughs> because it's already there. This is, to me, a wrestling boom in the sense that it's all over social media. People know what it is, but if you're going to get into it these days, you watch a YouTube clip or you listen to this or, you know, you kind of keep up with bite-sized chunks. I feel like the world has changed. I could be wrong and I hope I'm wrong, but I feel like the world has changed so much, you're never going to get like that boom you did in the late 90s. I, I think it's happening anyway. WWE's about to make more money than they ever have done. The indie scene's amazing. New Japan's back on its feet. We've got all in. So to me, it's all ticking the boxes anyway, just in a different way, because we live in a different society. That's how I see it. Kelly Duggan, first up, sending well wishes, hope you're uh, well wishes, hope you're feeling quickly. I can't read. Hope you're healing quickly. Thank you, Kelly. I appreciate that. Sorry I botched your message entirely. Having a lot of sleep. My question is, if you could have a dream match with any wrestler, past or present, who would it be and why? As always, the answer, as, as I've said earlier, well, you can have one of two. Brett Hitman, Heartstone, Cold Steve Austin. Because I wouldn't be able to believe that two of my heroes were standing across from me in the ring. I think it'd be one of those moments where your brain has nothing else for you, but you did it. You achieved your dream. And I think even if your career vanished after that, you, it's funny how those small things help you kind of through the rest of your life. So, yeah, I think that would be incredible. Lindsay Clark, do you think you would be a good heel? What would your gimmick be? I can't imagine you as a bad guy, so wondered if you could. I'm never going to... My heel turn, in terms of my character, is all planned out. That's all I'm going to say. I won't give it away now because I think that would be unfair because I think it would be more fun. When the time is right, though, and I think eventually everything turns, everything goes sour eventually, then... Yes, all I'll ever say to that question, you can ask it and I'll always answer the same, I'm ready. Fair, I appreciate you saying you can't imagine he's a bad guy. Hopefully that means I'm being a good face, which is great. But sometimes they say, you know, the bigger faces make the best bad guys. So we'll see. Fingers crossed. I think you should also have a guest slapper while your arm is out of action and Jules slaps you from the side or maybe a big comedy hand like from Jackass. Get well, we love you. That's very kind, Lindsay. Thank you. I like that idea. Probably going to steal your idea. I'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> Philip Jensen, what should be the main event of the Evolution pay-per-view this October? Ronda Rousey versus anybody, it would get the most mainstream attention. And what do you think WWE are going to do with the Bailey and Sasha storyline? You tell me, Phil. I don't know anymore. Ups and downs on this show, they're crazy. They've gone nuts. I, I don't have an answer. I'd love to tell you. It could, next week, they could be, be enemies again. 
We'll just have to wait and see. Uh, Pedro Dre Morales. How do you think the new Miz and Mrs. reality show affects the perception of the Miz as a heel? I was watching it yesterday, and for me, it made the Miz come out as a pretty cool guy. Hard to see him as a heel. I know this is a different era, but there has to be some boundaries and lines that shouldn't be crossed to protect the characters. It's hard with reality TV, because in reality TV, they want reality, right? I know a lot of it's produced and, and not true at all. But I'm sure the Miz is a really nice guy. Very good at playing an asshole on television. It's just, again, I, I'm repeating myself, but it's just the world we live in. It's like the whole social media thing. Would it be better if there was more protection? I did a, I did a What Culture video about that as well called, you know, why not protecting characters is bad for WWE's business. It's true. It would be better and it would allow you to buy in more. But social media and, you know, the growing entertainment and multimedia platforms just changed everything. At this stage, there's probably no going back as much as that potentially sucks. But I know what you're saying. I haven't seen Miz or Mrs. And also, I quite like the Miz because I respect him for what he's done, right? He came in as a reality star. Everybody hated him and he managed to, you know, get to where he's, he's got. So I, I've got no animosity towards the Miz, even though, you know, I'm supposed to. I don't know. I think I watch wrestling a bit differently than everybody else. Not in a bad way, but I just want everyone to be happy. <laughs> I'm, that, I'm Marge Shipson, which goes, a, 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 what do you call it? A bet on uh, the horses. Man, I struggled with that, didn't I? Uh, Saeed Shah, have you heard Eliza's album yet? I have, it's really good. And if you haven't, you should go listen. It's awesome. And one more from Chris Chester. Chris Chester, I should say. Hypothetical situation. It's 2019, big money deals have started. Ratings need a big boost and everything needs a shake-up. If you had a blank piece of paper, what a question to end this podcast with, Chris. Good work. For each brand, who would be your top 10 must-have superstars from current roster to carry each brand forwards into 2019-2020? That's a question I probably should have read <laughs> before I came on this podcast. Who would be my top must-have superstars from both Raw, SmackDown, and NXT? We can probably do this quite quickly. Everyone's going to roll their eyes, but Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns, I think not used as the main guy, would work. He sells merchandise, does all that stuff, so I think he's important to have in a 10-person, but he's not your main event. Daniel Bryan, I think, is important because he has a connection with the fans. Obviously, doesn't spike ratings, SmackDown, you know... Hasn't shot up or anything since he's been back, but he has that connect. It's not always about numbers. It's about connection, and no one connects better than Daniel Bryan. Same goes for AJ Styles and Samoa Joe. You know, they fill their roles perfectly, and you want your super good baby face. That's AJ Styles, who's also incredible, let's not forget. So can easily attract the casual crowd because he's so good. Samoa Joe does the opposite of that in the sense he's such an asshole, you want to see him lose. Braun Strowman gets in there because he's got the classic old school walking through an airport. Who's that guy? Oh, it's Braun Strowman. He's a wrestler. Well, I should watch him. That does count for something. A lot of my mates who don't watch it just want massive dudes because they can't believe massive dudes are walking around. So that's five. Ricochet, for obvious reasons, he's incredible to watch. And again, if you're flipping the channel and you see him flipping, you're going to buy in. Charlotte, because I think she's one of the best women's wrestlers ever. I'll take Oscar too, because I feel she brings something different to the women's division. Rusev, because Rusev comes me, with me wherever I go. And then I missed out loads. But hey, I've got to 10 Seth Rollins. They would be my 10. I haven't picked anyone outside of WWE. Oh, no, because you said WWE roster and NXT. That's good. Because obviously there would have other people I've picked. In terms of my champions, I probably right now would have Braun Strowman as one. And I have Ricochet as the other. Because I think they are the perfect complement to one another. Big dude that throws people around. Other dude that somehow manages to, you know, just... Take the idea of what gravity is and just throw it out the window. I'll never, I'll never understand. Ricochet's amazing. Just go and watch that thing he did when he flipped out the ring just to talk to the Velveteen Dream. It's just, 
He's not just special. He's 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 unique. I'll never I'll never I'll never get over it. Uh, and that's it. That's all the questions. There was like forty odd this week, which was awesome. Um, please do join the Facebook group if you haven't. Facebook.com forward slash no. Just go to Facebook and search for Simon's Pro Wrestling Podcast. Ask anything you want, wrestling related. Um, you know, sometimes I obviously we do mention other ones where I just uh, I just go over it. But no, anything you want to ask, please do. Again, all, this will be on YouTube as well, youtube.com forward slash the middle report rules. Be great if you give that a subscribe. Come follow me on Twitter at Simon316 and Instagram. And yeah, if you'd like to come on the podcast, you can do that by going to podcast, by going to podcast, by going to patreon.com forward slash Simon316. And even if you don't want to do that and just give me a dollar, which helps me do all of this, again, especially at the moment where I don't have one arm, that would, um, that would rock. It really, really work. But nothing else, again, we just got the questions. So many nice words, so much uh, support. All that kind of stuff, which, yeah, just, just makes all my motivation and, you know, get down about injuries and stuff. But knowing I've got this little, you know, group of people, I don't say little, you know, but this group of people, this community, that's a better way to put it, is, is, is motivating, inspiring, and it keeps me going. So, so thank you very much. Uh, go check out all my stuff on What Culture 2. I do a weekly series on Fortnite, for Fortnite, on VG24-7. So you can go and watch that. Also on Rock Reacts and Music React channel. Just search for all of these things on YouTube. But yeah, if you're on iTunes as well, give us five stars, give us a rating. Why not go share us on Reddit, on Twitter, or Facebook, or whatever you want to do. Smash my fan with my hand there. Uh, we'll be back next week with a couple more episodes. Think we've got some Patreons on too, which I'm always looking forward to. Enjoy your weekends, and I will speak to you again very soon. <laughs>